Greetings, traveller. Um, here we are, coming at you from the past. I don't know how long in the past, how far back in the past, but we did a poll on patreon.com forward slash the downbeat to decide which episode was coming out next because I'm on tour. Stray from the Path is on tour. Check out those dates. It's either the second episode of June or the first episode of June. Or if for some reason it's neither of those things, something else has messed up. Such is the story of my life. Maybe the merchandise at www.thedownbeat.at is actually in stock now and you can pick something up if you want to support the podcast or patreon.com forward slash the downbeat and you can be part of the polls that decide now from now on what episodes come next i think imagine i'll continue that unless i don't know we'll see how that goes my guests this week are brown and andy from monuments recorded this a while ago since then they've got a new single out um great progressive metal band all unbelievable musicians. Also, Brown is a pretty well-established guitar teacher. He has Riff Hard, which is his platform. Check that out. And he's an unbelievable singer. He's been on YouTube. He's a, all your favorite features. He's a features guy. Two great guys. What did we talk about? We talked about dodgy record deals we talked about we talked about the formation of their band from the split of seminal uk i don't even want to say gent because it was pre-gent the band called fell silent and that split into monuments and tesseract fell silent was the combination of both bands we talked about that for a bit we talked about mental health quite a lot we talked about how andy is as unhinged as me on social media great band check them out Check out their new single, Nefarious, and enjoy Brown and Andy from Monuments on the Downbeat Podcast. Display is a poster company with a difference. They make metal posters, and I mean literally metal, not Satan and shouting and not showering for days on end. Literally made of metal. Displays mount on the wall with a magnet. No holes, no drilling, no nonsense. If you're renting, the included protective leaf means you're not going to mess your walls up. Just attach the leaf to the wall, add the magnet, and then mount your displate. Because displates are magnetic, not only does it take a second to adjust, but you can swap them out depending on your mood. Are you having some sort of manic episode? you want bright colours? Are you depressed? With display, there's an option to 3D print a frame to the side of the poster. It's not a real frame, but it is textured like a real frame. And at the sort of distance that you should be looking at a poster from, it definitely looks like a real frame. If you're looking at your posters really, really close up, you're probably up to something a bit weird. They've got official stores with bands like Gojira, Ghost, Judas Priest, Slipknot, as well as movies, games. We even made a downbeat store. All of the coolest downbeat merch designs. We got the coffee club design. We got tons on there. They got tons of other stuff. You can get 20% off any display using the code downbeat. If you buy three or more, you get 30% off. I get a little bit of kickback from that. You can support the podcast. You can support whatever I do. And your rooms can look cool AF while doing it. Let's keep an eye on that, yeah? I'm going to kill myself at the start of this episode because this is not the start of the episode. Welcome on. back. Welcome back to Craig Kills Himself, part two. <laughs> so we just did 
How long do you reckon we just did there? About 47 minutes. Nah. No. I was like, it was like 15 to 20. No. It was, yeah. Look, we're on 43 minutes past, half an hour. Have you ever least. seen the movie Wanted? No. Okay, well, movie. there's a part where um, they teach you how to curve a bullet, right? You take a gun, and right as you pull the trigger, you curve your arm so that way it goes through, you know, in a multiple. circle. So we can all just do a suicide circle. Where, is, that <laughs> a real, is that a real thing? No, 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 no. no. It's Maybe. A, Let's it's, try. <laughs> I mean, I've got three cameras. I could get three guns. We're, fucking, we're in Glasgow. It's easy. Yeah. Um, what We started doing an episode... And I actually gassed up the uh, the hardware in the episode. I'm not going to slag them off. Um, and so, <laughs> but something went wrong. And uh, here we are again, started again. But now we've warmed up. I'll be honest, my brain is dead now. It's all right. <laughs> uh, let's, let's talk about the album uh, process. We barely got into that. Right. We, we're, we'll, we'll start... <laughs> we're gonna have to start with the album process because um fucking the the nice cool banter was the best bit yeah and we're gonna have to hope then Wait, we, we let's, get let's back try and summarize can anyone summarize yeah that? i got you how's your brain right so summary um, of everything we just spoke about in stasis here's how we did it brown starts with some riffs no we didn't even talk about that bit yet that's a new podcast yeah he's talking he's talking about what uh, we did at the beginning of the episode we talked about mike recording a podcast for you and then he longed you out um. <laughs> there was so much right, I slagged Mike off um, it's actually good <laughs> we won't hurt his feelings oh yeah. yeah but now he'll be wondering like, what, what, what was it I'm going to have to explain myself Mike was originally a member of Monuments that was on the podcast he um, didn't really we did a good episode he over explained himself about a hundred different things then he launched edits at me because all of those things didn't happen and I, what did I say? You said, mate, you're longing me out. And we thought it was so funny <laughs> that it is an inside joke now. Whenever someone is taking too long, you're longing me out. Please. I can't believe this. Is say it? less, fam. Let's do this deja vu thing. Last time I saw you, it was a Bad Omen Spirit Box show. I think it was Baltimore. It was rad. We were chatting. Drew was there. Good stuff. Fun times. And then uh, the last time I saw you on a train. <laughs> on a train. And we first met when uh, Fell Silent stayed at your house for a house party. 2004, 2005, maybe. I think it was 2005. I was not get, born yet. Let me just, <laughs> let me just, right, let's slow down because anyone, anyone listening or watching, that's what we just talked about for half an hour and then it <laughs> fucking disappeared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. starting again, we got that in three minutes. What was that fucking Woo! 10%? All right, the double um, espressos. That show, this is what I was thinking of the other day. The show that fell silent, if anyone doesn't know, Brown was in a band called Fell Silent back in the day, and that sort of fractured into three bands. Yep. Because I definitely knew about all three of them. Um, <laughs> well, what, one was around, but Noddy went to it. So Tesseract. Yeah. I mean, te Tesseract and Monuments came out of that, really, and then Noddy went to Heart of a Coward. Was that show with Enter Shikari? It might have been. At, yeah. I think that show was Enter Shikari and Fell Silent, and it was in maybe the Newbury, like somewhere like fucking Newbury or Wantage or something. It, Bracknell. Bracknell. It was. It was a cellar bar in Bracknell. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And it was fucking hell. And that is like a, what, 100 cap? Yeah. I remember seeing Viatrophy there. Yeah. Yeah. But Enter Shikari... Yeah, fell silent. Hundred cap room. Party at my house afterwards. Damn. Bongs were smoked. 
plenty of bongs. <laughs> I was I taking think, I algebra. I seem to remember you fell asleep in a chair and you just slept in a chair in the kitchen. <laughs> I did that a lot. Oh. <laughs> that the signature move. And, norm- and normally Noddy would try and drop some wasabi into my eye while I was sleeping, <laughs> which he did a few times. I, did I have wasabi in the house then? Can no, remember? So I don't remember the wasabi incident that day, but funnily it did happen That's in a Edinburgh. a horrible thing to do. Yeah, he did it to me in Edinburgh and it was on video. There's actually a video of it somewhere. I would like to see that. Why? Did and you... I, I tried to kick him in his face. I was going to say, I would just <laughs> fucking absolutely freak out. <laughs> um, while we're on that, let me seamlessly get this. We've really skimmed over some shit here, guys. I'm very sorry. If you're on the Patreon, maybe you'll get the camera audio yeah. over the first bit of the fucking podcast because I'm a nice guy it's one pound do it <laughs> um, and next every other episode I'm going to have to I'm going to have to do backups now so that's infuriating oh I've got the little road goes that'd be easy yeah. um, Nima from Fell Silent yep is on the new record yep alright yeah we just saw him he, he came to he the he technically uh, was in Monuments one was he yeah just before the first album came out we uh, released an EP with Nima and Greg Pope so, how many singers you had? Too many. <laughs> you know, Josh Travis actually sang for Monuments before that. What? Yeah. Yeah, the first <laughs> ever Monuments more. demos was Josh Travis on vocals. That's fucking sick. I Josh, Josh Travis. Josh is amazing. Yeah. Greg, Nima, Khan filled in, uh, Matt, Matt Rose, Rose, Chris, Chris. Barreto, Andy, and uh, when I die, we'll see. <laughs> is that how you're going out? Is it death? Remember the. Not tr- we're doing that today, yeah. curving the bullet. Oh, I need to do it soon. No, I'm going to get over the technical issues. That is a lot of singers. Yeah, I mean... Uh, What's the deal? Do you hate them? Do you, are these five... Okay, so we actually talked about... Not to keep going on about the episode you guys missed, but, <laughs> but we talked about arguments because I said it's very... It's noticeable that monuments, you chose not to do everything yourself. Yeah. You delegate now. I wouldn't say I delegate. I would say I just, um, I understand that people want to be creative as well. And you've you got know? fucking heavy hitters around you. It's not like they're coming to you with dog no. shit. No. Like Mike's going, I've got this drum beat. <laughs> <laughs> Although, kind of sick. To be fair, actually, we wrote a bit together on the first record as well, me and Mike, when we first jammed. So it's never that it, I've wanted to do it all myself. It just kind of happened. How did the Nima feature come about? Um, we asked him. Yeah, I just said, um, you know, it'd be cool to get your sound on Monuments because it was originally Monuments. I mean, you remember you remember the... The, the first, the Fell Silent EP, the one with just two tracks on it. Yeah. So fucking sick. Yeah, it's just so rhythmical, isn't it? Oh, I can remember it off the top of my head, just that fucking one guitar when it starts. It's da, like, da, 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 and then da. Nima like... <laughs> <laughs> Screaming chicken. I love it. I love British it. chicken. Yeah, we wanted to bring it like full circle and sort of close a chapter for the OG fans and then start a new one. Um, Is that why it's the first track? Yep. I think so. And, and also we got Spencer um, coming back. He was on the first Monuments LP. Uh, he did a feature on one of the songs, I think track seven. Yeah, no, like it was that. Denial. It was the last one. No, no, for, for the new oh, one. Oh, for the new yeah, one. Yeah, it's Arc Essence. Yep. Yeah. So that was like our way of, of uh, paying tribute to the, the OG fans and retaining some of that old Monuments flavor and then be like, hey, I'm the new guy, uh, and you know, trying to sort of tie it all together. What did you do before Monuments? Um, nothing really metal-wise. This, this is the first metal band I've fronted. I've done some stuff 
um, features with Joshua Travis, and I've got that thing Termina with Nick Nocturnal. Um, but other than that, I'm in, I'm in a an ambient rock band called Makari, and before that, I did some stuff where I was also um, recording, mixing, producing all by myself, um, and then starting to realize this is a good way to get burnt out. So I'd like to work with other people, uh, and Ollie Steele, who used to be in Monuments, found me on the internet. I did this. Uh, you remember when Sumerian Records did this contest audition thing where they just put a bunch of musicians together and put out an instrumental and they were like, vocalists, audition, uh, write something to this. Uh, no. Well, I, I did that. I can imagine they were just trying to get money somehow. I think free. that's how it worked. And because I didn't, <laughs> I had no part of that. But my audition, uh, it made some waves and that's how they found me. And uh, from there, we just started chatting. Uh, what year is this? 2016, 17, maybe? Yeah, it was actually, we started talking to Andy before the third album came out. Um, there were con concerns already. I think that all he was expressing, uh, he didn't see a, a future with who they had at the time. And so, yeah, they just took a chance on me. And uh, I filled in for, it was like a, a quick South African run. And uh, you guys were like, let's do it. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. The, like the ability, it, I mean, he's fucking amazing. So don't take this personally, Andy, you know, <laughs> but the ability is kind of second in that. Like someone, uh -huh. someone can learn to get better. It's how they are six weeks in a van. Is that why you did the like test, tester shows? Fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same. Yeah. You need, cause like, again, no offense to any of us. Everyone's good. You could find you could find whoever you need for a super group on YouTube. Yeah. You just find the person, hey, I want that person. Yeah. But also that person needs to be able to fucking hang out. There is no plug in for personality. You you, you can auto tune vocals and you can fix stuff in the mix, but you can't uh, And people can get better at their instrument as well. Yeah. Like just they all they need is time, but yeah. if the personality is it's real you can't undo who someone is. Yeah. And if, if like, it's weird because it's like you can, you could fake the playing to get into the band, but then you're going to get found out and mm. you're going to get kicked out. <laughs> or you could be so good that you've missed out. You've, you've practiced your whole life and missed out on vital social skills. Yeah. So when you do join the band, you can't get it. Uh -huh. So there's like that Goldilocks zone yeah. of like, he's a freak. Well, you're not a freak. Like, we, <laughs> that's just perfect. <laughs> that's I it. will own that. I'll take that. I like that a lot. But that's the same with anyone. Anyone that's like good, you got to be a freak. But you got to be like the freak spectrum. You got to be like in the middle. Yeah, exactly. I spectrum. mean, every musician. I on didn't the spectrum. mean that. <laughs> I didn't. Mean that. By freak spectrum. But you I, are you are not wrong though. We we all are are. Very neurodivergent in a way that complements each other. Freak. I didn't mean freak as I, I was using a spectrum of freak, like a spectrum of colors. I didn't mean the, abilities. Yes, the neurodivergent <laughs> spectrum but is I, for freaks. I think that that lends itself <laughs> the record. <laughs> That's what I didn't want to say. Yeah, I'm yeah. out. Um, it does. How do, get, it, how do you get canceled? Uh. <laughs> uh, the being sort of uh, freakish in your instrument, I think, does go hand in hand with uh, personality quirks. And we all are very empathetic of each other and able to say, hey, you know, just because I don't have his brain doesn't mean his 
weirdness doesn't exist. So we look out for each other in that way. And that's how we make it work and get along on the bus. And yeah, I mean, like we were talking about before things were recording, um, growing up with Alex Rudinger and Anoop and uh, hitting the coffee shops and editing drums and feeling anxious, I got to practice. Um, we bonded over stuff like that. So uh, that camaraderie uh, lent itself to us being able to get along on tour and make records. And, um, you know, all of these uh, past members, I feel like that was refining and fine-tuning uh, who we are now. And, uh, yeah, if, I think if you're a band for this long, you're bound to have uh, falling outs and, and uh, trimming the fat, for lack of a better term, until you find a good dynamic and a good chemistry. And it's weird because there's like, it's only because there's such a big, our generation is the first generation to have an online footprint. Yeah. So it's like, mm. there are bands that are huge that when they were, you know, fucking practicing in their garage and there was no, there was no means to record, mm. let alone the internet, there's probably fucking 50 members. Yeah, it's not on Wikipedia, but yeah. it, it, it was in the past. I mean, even the biggest metal band in the world, Metallica, has had different guitar players, different bassists, you know, it's like, it's pretty normal for people to, after 10 years, not to get on anymore. People change. Yeah. Sometimes the, they go in different directions. The key is dying, though. That's the way you want to leave. Yeah. Because then everyone just goes, you're never going to be as good as this person. Yeah. And it's just like, that's the way I want to go. I want to just be like, I want to peace out of life instead <laughs> of just peacing out the band. So then forever, i got to wait till I've done more shit first, but then forever, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, you'll never be as good as him. That was a motorbike. Little does everyone know, whoever it is is way better than me. But I died. It's like being the being the like. That's the penultimate exit. The difficult second spouse. No offense <laughs> to any second spouses out there, but you're never going to be as best as the one that died. <laughs> the, the, that that picture is still on the mantelpiece, wow, and it's allowed dark. to be there. You are being you are being cucked from the mantelpiece. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Anyway, that was dark. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about what we were going to do uh, before I realized that this hadn't fucking recorded because I'm absolutely deranged. Um, <laughs> what is the Monuments writing process? It's a thing I've been asking quite a lot on the podcast, and it's really interesting the differences in like the ecosystems of the band. So talk me through from... Let's go from idea inception to... <laughs> the album is recorded, but just give me like how a song gets written. All right. First things first is I'm normally playing my guitar without an amp, just at home, and I'll send a video to acoustic the group. or electric. Let's Ele get really technical. Okay, monuments fans, listen up. Both acoustic and electric. There's been times when I've just picked up an acoustic in my spare room and sent that over video, and obviously. The guys say, I mean, it sounds cool, but we can't really understand the vibe because we don't know the tempo. We don't know what drums are over it. So they don't get the groove of it. You send it as a voice note? Uh, no, I send it as a, a video of me oh, playing cool. the part. So then eventually when I get them in it, I'll go into the studio, get it recorded down, and then send it with some program drums, some bass, um, get some feedback. Um, What's then, the feedback? Let's go. Um, a lot of times it's like awesome riffs, Beautiful, kind of a salad. 
Um, and let me Which sort of kind of a salad, like a riff salad, you know. Oh, okay. okay. Like uh, I feel like the structure needs to be messed with, so I will often mess with the structure, copy and paste, send it back to Brown, and be like, "What the fuck is this? I don't get it." He'll uh, fuck with it, and then we just we back and forth until we're satisfied. Uh, yeah. And then, like the last record, send it over to Mick Gordon. We worked with Mick. And, right. So, okay. So, yeah. what stage does it get? Does it get to before it goes to Mick? It, it, some, in fact, we sent him stuff before there was even full songs. So then he, if there was any ideas for any of the riffs, like the chorus of the first song on the record, one with Nima on it, the chorus was different to that. And he wanted, he could hear this melodic phrase within it because it was all on one note. Um, because I like one note because I'm a sugar doing it. It sounds fucking great. Um, but yeah, he changed this melody um, and did that before the song was even finished. So he added the melody there? Yeah. So the actual chord sequence, what, the way that it was moving, um, so that was cool. Which um, is, which is, again, sorry to cut back because I just realised that people didn't hear this bit, part of the conversation. We were talking before about producers, and I think it's really important to not, as I said, not necessarily delegate, but have other people pick your brain on your ideas. I guess, like Mick is technically co-producing there when you yeah, send him the thing and that's exactly what you need because yeah. you trust especially if it's someone like we have will putney it's like someone that you trust almost a, well in our, my case i can't speak for you but like above what i can do i'm like well the guy has a fucking grammy and he makes records that i love like send him something he goes no this is what should be there and then you just go He's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. good to have that and rather like be, because you said you, you would stress out being the one person that does fucking everything. Yeah. I mean, I it's, could never do it. Anyone like, you know, that, that does it by themselves, you know, like uh, an example of this is Tesseract, who have got four, is it four, four phenomenal albums, right? That Ackles done himself. So people see that and think, oh, I can do that. Yeah. It's a bit of a, like, people want to, kind of want to put member on Facebook multi-instrumentalist at and then whatever the band is yeah I definitely did that once but everyone fucking did it we start there I I think a lot of metal musicians started there being uh, I will record edit produce I'll do everything and then you realize I can't do that forever and it's good to have other people take the wheel sometimes people that you trust Um, for the album we were all in a discord server the entire time so Mick could see what was going on. George, our mixing engineer, could see what was going on. And anytime someone had a little idea, they were able to express it. And that if it was good, it would make it into the album. Whereas if we didn't have that Discord server, it would just stay in one person's brain. And it would never get to that point. Shout out Discord. I fucking love yeah. Discord. Thank you, Discord. Yep. Um, what in this server, they are, they're going up as demos still? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it would be like, couple of riffs here then update a couple of days later um mike would as i said mike would go to the studio to my studio and we would set up his kit in the other room he would actually do live drums so he'd send just a stereo out to my computer so that it was his full mix like he does on stream and then it was a case of oh that sounds cool try this so then it would be real time trying to that's uh, kind of how me and Tom wrote the last Stray record. Did you do it over audio movers by any we, chance? No, we just did it on on Twitch. What's audio movers? It's going to change your life, mate. It's what like a live it? live streaming of audio across the internet. And so you can sort of just send what's going out of your DAW to your 
friends right. as is, are doing is it, it. The one that you you load it as if it's a plugin. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jordan Fish was telling me about this. Yeah. So basically, so say you've got your your amazing drum sound that you've got, right? Thanks. It's Nolly. It's not me. Yeah. No. I mean, but, but usually <laughs> it's still you play it, and you know you got to play Thank good you. for it to be good. Um, and you could send a stereo bounce of that to your guitar player on the other side of the world, and he can record it in his door, and then he's got it there as a stereo. Yeah, they actually, there's actually multi, there's multi-track ones as well. So like you could potentially, you would be on FaceTime to each other. Yeah, you could be like on a, just on a call. Uh, yeah. And then Audio Movers is there. How long does it take to get there? Seconds, milliseconds. Oh my God. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah I so mean, this is how we can write records from across the water. So I mean, you all use that? Uh, yeah, we did for this. Yeah. So Mike would be in his house. I'd be... Are you on a Discord call at this point? Yeah, Discord yeah. call. With uh, everyone on there at the same time? We can pop in and out. We would not yeah. always be on, but... Oh, man, that is cool as we found We found a multi-track one as well, so you can actually record... So Mike would be in his drum room, send the plugin for all the individual drums, and I would get it on my side. Yeah. Yeah, we, and this is this is a credit to Mike Malian. I mean, he's yeah. the one that, that says, hey, let's try this, let's set this up, and you know, he gets into the weeds of it. And, uh, you know, it longs you out a little bit, but also... <laughs> I can't believe there's, any, there's a monument in-joke that I started and I didn't even yeah. know. You're longing me out, say less, fam. It's accredited it's so, to you. It's so rude of me to say as well, which means I know I said it. No, it's great. We love I can it. imagine we myself you. just going, oh, bruv, you're longing me out. <laughs> it literally would have happened. Um, yeah. I can't, that's so cool because... During the pandemic, loads of companies, even like Zoom and everything, really tried to be like, oh, this is the high quality audio one. And it's like, it never, I tried to do podcasts on it. It was like, it was never right. Yeah. No, no one did it. But Discord was actually what we ended up just using, but not with this busy shit. We just got a hop on a Discord call. I would write some stuff. We do it on Twitch. I would send it to Tom and he would load up my stems essentially without the plugin he would load up my stems and then he would stream on twitch and he would write to it or whatever yeah but our producer in that was the twitch chat and it was like stuff on the record that people were just like oh you should put another chug there and it made it on the record didn't get yeah. a credit and you're not going to get credit <laughs> but <laughs> now we did that a bit um with our album too mostly me and mike because me and mike stream on twitch so i would record the vocals at my home studio and then edit on stream or i would track a demo scratch vocals on stream so sometimes there would be input from viewers and i'd be like hey that's a pretty good idea most of the time I'd be like nah, i don't feel like doing that um but every now and then there would be a diamond that makes it in there uh shout out to twitch and uh yeah it was can i have some more money though a very yeah please stop <laughs> taking 50 percent of yeah, subscriptions you, you did change that and uh, <laughs> I, I sort of went on strike when you did that and then i realized i just was making no money yeah. so i'm back but can i have some more um, i tried to get this on twitch i was like look it's a tv show just give, <laughs> just, just give me some money and i'll do it all live i'm one button press away from going live literally one button press yeah. and they were like no nah, 50 50 i was like mm. No, then. <laughs> this um, this new way of making albums, it wouldn't have been possible a few years ago. So, Literally maybe like three years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the right time with me joining, being in America, uh, not having the money or the means to go over and stay in a studio for a month and work on an album. And it kind of also lent itself to our strengths because we're sort of burrowers that like to do our own thing have our privacy and then present it to the group. And uh, so, yeah, Brown was able to do that. 
Mike was able to do that. And then we would work on each other's parts a little bit until we all felt satisfied. And that's another thing as, as to why um, these assholes chose me, uh, because I could record and produce my own vocals without them having to hire a guy yeah. to do it. So it was, a, it was a good match, not just ability and personality-wise, but on the technical side too. I feel like with your type of singing, <laughs> uh, it really does help having someone that can just do that stuff themselves. Did you, Was the stuff that you recorded the final yeah. takes that went on the record? Yeah, yeah I, I uh, didn't want to do my own editing, but we, we sent it off to someone that sent back some tracks we weren't satisfied with, so I was like, all right, I'll just I'll do it's it It's annoying, all. isn't it? Yeah. No one can, I think about this all the time with the podcast, with my drumming, no one cares about it as much as the person that made it. No one. No. Like, I've had it in my entire yeah. career with everything and it sucks if you're that kind of resilient, like you said, like a borrower, like, because you just end up fucking doing it. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Oh, it's always the same. I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, it's the same with the podcast. I'm like, I've got... And now I've got two terabytes of footage that I need to edit. And I'm like, I send it to, I, like, I want to send it to someone for a test. But then by the time I've uploaded five terabytes. <laughs> yeah, you could have done it. I could just do it. And <laughs> then I start doing one. I'm like, oh, no one's going to, like, there's this bit that I need to edit. No one's going to care. Yep. And, and I also think that if you delegate certain tasks like that to other people, you'll find that you let things go. You'll let things slide that you wouldn't have done yourself and mm. then you know that for me that keeps me up at night that that would pick at me so um it sucked but i was still happy to do it all myself uh just so i could have that peace of mind actually yeah i just remembered something on the record there's a guitar part that is one sixteenth out of time no way and it wasn't like that in the test that i got back Right. So I listened to the test and then, all right, sounds good. Export the files. Then it was just like guitar comping. I didn't, I sent that off. Anyway, comes to the final record, final master. I didn't even notice it because I didn't want to listen to it anymore. Oh, yeah, like a fan point. Yeah. And it was like, is that right? And I was like, so I listened. I was like, oh, that's definitely not right. (laughs) Wait, there's an out of time riff. Yeah. Well, you want to tell us what it on is. On one side. I still don't know where it is. One side. So it's only one side that's ever... So it's like one sixteenth out. All right, don't tell me where it is then, because that's a cool fucking Easter egg. Yeah. Go on. Just for, just get yeah. people to go and listen. So one... So it's a left and right pan guitar, I assume fucking quad tracked or whatever. Or yeah. Just and one whole side is a sixteenth out. Yes. For one section. So how long is the section? About 20 seconds. Oh, that's quite long. Yeah, it is. Does it sound cool, at least? Does it sound like some kind of crazy panning situation? Sounds like mush. So I still haven't been able I to I mean, respectfully, is it one of the fast riffs? Yeah. Which song is it? Somnus. Okay. Oh, we've told everyone now. No so. idea. No, no, he just asked me, so I was going to keep it quiet. Yeah. But yeah, it's in Somnus. Look um, for it. Re- Listen res- to the album and look for the re- fuck up. Respectfully, like, there's a lot going on. It could sound like you just fucking made you sure. meant to do it. Yeah, it is. It's like that, you know, those sixth riffs that go. Yeah, exactly. Could be, uh, yeah, I, that's, I meant to do it. I meant just say Mike wrote it. He, he actually <laughs> did write that song. Well, there you go. Mike he did. did. Mike designed that. Yeah, shout out to uh, Solemn Tones Odin. Uh, I 
I love Mike. I really hope he doesn't think that I was... He loves you too, don't good, worry. Good, yeah. good, good. He's a very, very... You can give him a hug tonight, can't very you? Very good drummer. Here's the thing about tonight. I have a meeting, which I can't actually speak about on this. I can tell you what it is afterwards. Oh, okay. And it is smack bang at eight o'clock. That is when our set is. So is it actually exactly when your set is? Godspeed. 8.15. Yeah, I ain't gonna fucking... No, that's okay. Twitch is fucking bullshit. But I'll tell you what the meeting is after this. and You'll be less... Uh, Less interested than Mike would be, put it that way. But I can't, I can't. I, it might even fucking by the time this comes out, it'll be, it'll be out wherever. Sure. It is. So I can't fucking. I can't anyway. wait. It sounds exciting. It's exciting if you're a drummer, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. But the story behind it is fucking absolutely mental. I'm already <laughs> hypothesizing. I, I can't. I out. can't wait to get this done so I can tell you about it because I'm, <laughs> I'm so annoyed by it. Uh, <laughs> before I forget, because I'm derailed from my mental mm. notes which are mental. There are some notes here, but I never look at them. Um, me and you are kindred Twitter spirits, Andy. Even if you don't think we are. No, I'm, I do. And I, I am uh, honored to hear you say that. Because I really am. I love your Twitter, man. Yeah, and I love yours because there's not many of us that despite how fucking shitty music can be sometimes and how like... like I'm, I'm assuming you've got mental health problems. <laughs> okay. what, what gave it so, away? <laughs> no, but like, as in so do I. And it's like, people are so, there's like the buzzword shit of everyone like, hey guys, just going to post, it's okay not to be okay. And then everyone so... is like, oh, good for you. And then I say something that's like, hey guys, I want to fucking jump in front of a train. And then everyone goes, Oh, wait, not like that. Exactly. <laughs> like, you're supposed to package that into a nice sentence that Dude, I can retweet. I hate that shit where it's like directed at no one in particular, but like, you are worth it. You are blah, blah. It's like, mm. you're not talking to anyone and you don't know, like, it doesn't help. You know, it's it's, to- it's, it's like, it's for a, yep. a pat on the back, but it, it really doesn't, because if you don't know who you're, you're saying that to, it, it, how could it possibly mean anything? Yeah. It's yeah. toxic positivity and it's like it's a grift for some people. It doesn't help. It it actually makes me feel more alienated and and less uh more alone. Exactly. Honestly. And yeah. that that's like I, I guess my excuse when everyone when someone will say like it's not even an excuse is what I actually feel, but when someone goes like, Do you think you should have overshared that? And like when it's like some real fucking Yeah. You should have put a trigger warning, you know, like really fucking bad shit. And I'm like, well, yeah, because when I'm feeling shitty and I'm thinking like insane shit because I'm an insane person and I see someone that I look up, not saying people look up to me, but it must be fucking one person that right, looks up right. to me. Like see someone else post something that in my head I've been ashamed of. Like I shouldn't be thinking like that That's because everyone else is little fucking covered in flowers and daisies, buzzword, okay, not to be okay. Mm-hmm. I see someone say the shit that I'm thinking in my head and I'm like oh okay that's quite it's at least another person solidarity yeah that feels like that yeah Yeah. and I I don't do it as some sort of like noble crusade like I really am I'm venting I'm feeling shit I'm trying to get it out there Um, but I'm hoping that there are people who at least relate to it and get something from it that isn't just uh, like a What's the word I'm looking for? Like placating them. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
I I want to I want to pull one up if that's okay. Please, with you. because yeah, it's some, funny that you you guys. It make me face the music that you like want to post about it because like it's more that we can't help it. I think I know what it. Yeah, because for me, <laughs> I completely shut down. Like yeah, I don't post. Sure. Like that's that's also valid. Yeah, yeah, I haven't posted since the third day of our American tour on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. What happened? I just I don't know. Just the narcissism of it. Just. Just sure. something snapped in your head. Yeah, something snapped, and I, yeah, I've been struggling with it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally get um, cringing at even wanting to put your thoughts out there. Yeah, that's valid too. Uh, but for me, I, it's, I'm just like, I'm like that meme of the dude who's like, like all yeah. his veins are popping out, and I'm like, you know, I don't want to like alienate professional connections, and I don't want you know people to think I'm fucking insane. But, but I also want to be real. I don't, I don't want to you know, be a fucking, like a mascot and, yeah. and just parade around. I think also for me, it's just that people don't actually read properly right. as well. That's well, like, there is, there's, you're totally leaving yourself vulnerable to wait, criticism. Uh, what do you mean read properly? Like, like they'll misconstrue. They'll and, misconstrue. And that's like, a whole new sentence, dog, you know, like that kind yeah, of shit. They'll read part of the sentence yeah. and then make it part for their own agenda and their own beliefs. I mean, that's the internet, isn't it? Well, that's life, unfortunately. What do they call it? Eisegesis, funnily enough. A what? It's called eisegesis. Right. It's where you take part of someone's sentence or phrase or story and use it to fulfill your own agenda. Interesting. Um, did you delete the tweet? No, I don't think so. I mean, there's a lot. It's like my Twitter. <laughs> Which one? What, what? Um, the one that got you the most heat recently. Oh, that's still up there, for sure. Where is it? It's... it's it's far back. It's far back on... Uh, what, January? Some other self-loathing shit. No, yeah, yeah, January, I've got, I've, January. Got all, I've got your many apologies about it. Being it yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's still up. I promise. Uh, I'm going to find it. Can I couldn't you? delete that one. It's it's out there. There's okay, no. can you... Can you <coughs> Summarize, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, being in a band feels pretty stupid now. Um, half my heroes are disgraced perverts, and <laughs> there's nothing cool about this shit anymore. Barely making any money. Got it. You know, it. yeah, et cetera. Eight eight thousand. And then uh, let me let me read the whole thing, and then we'll, we'll give them the rundown. Let's go, let's go. Being in a band feels pretty stupid now. The culture is embarrassing, and nothing about it is cool anymore. Make almost no money, and half my old heroes are disgraced perverts. I have worked my whole life for this, and all I feel is ashamed, broken down, and obsolete, barely hanging on. Yeah, awesome. That's the that, one. I got a thing. I want to make it a segment on the podcast, but I keep forgetting it, which is normal. Things that make you want to mosh, that tweet. All right. I get to the end and I'm like, oh, I want to fucking mosh. Hey, man. <laughs> and, and that's, I appreciate that, man, because obviously I, I was hovering over the send button. Like, I, I want to say this, but, you know, there's times where I, I put something out there and it gets very misconstrued. And of course, Which that did. It did. Yep. But something you said was like, I guarantee the people who are uh, misconstruing this have not lived the life that that we've lived, they, they don't understand. And it's so easy to, to see that as someone not in this industry and be like, oh, he's in it for the wrong reasons. He's complaining, he's pretty, like, shut the fuck up. Um, but for for you and me, you know, it's, it's something that we can uh, bond over and feel less alone about. And uh, it, it felt really good that you chimed in and that other musicians chimed in too. And yes, I did apologize because I felt like there's only so many characters for me to express myself. And I didn't mean that it, it always feels stupid. And 
that I'm not happy making music, but it's like we train for a job that doesn't really exist anymore. And these pieces of myself that I felt so closely to are now tainted and disgraced. And it's like, it, it almost like reflects, it feels like it reflects on me. Do you think, and I'm saying this because I think this is how this happens, mm -hmm. part of being so involved in what you're making chips away at you. Like you're saying that you did the editing on the album and yeah. stuff. Being a musician that cares so much about their stuff that has to do their own editing because otherwise no one's going to get it. Like being so involved in your own shit, then so you'll have these moments where you zoom out for a second and you're like... I am not getting enough credit for yeah. this. Like, all the, like financially, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, I feel like that now, maybe it's because I'm a bit spoiled, but like, setting up a fucking drum kit, like, yeah. it, you're, you're, that's hours of your life. It's your, your life. tour is 40 dates long. Yeah. And Mike is setting up the drums. Not just that, he's setting up all the mics and all the cables too. For, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, we, we couldn't afford crew. At all. So. Okay, so his meltdown on Twitter is coming. <laughs> load in and load out. <laughs> I yeah. have one on day fucking two. I think he's been close actually on day five. <laughs> but this is this is why people melt down. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and and but then the criticism is like, well, why do you do it then? You know, like, That's like just quit. Up. Like, well, you, you don't. You sound like you don't even like music, and you're in it for the wrong reasons. Like, no, motherfucker. Yes. Like, like I love music, and I I love creating, and I love performing. But you you don't realize like what's going to happen in the future and, and, and this bottom of the barrel shit that no one talks about because of this toxic positivity stuff. Like you don't really know what you're signing up for. I was, still would have signed up for it regardless, but it doesn't mean we're not allowed to complain about it. We're not allowed to say this, this shit is fucked up. Yeah. It's like if you're at work in a fucking like a warehouse and it's leaking and some of it's on fire and, you, <laughs> and then you complain like, ah, <laughs> I, like I love this job, but, but my hands keep getting burned. Yeah, and yeah. then everyone's keep like, swing. "Well, you're in the wrong fucking job." Then you work in a warehouse, you're gonna get your hands burned. It's, like it's hard yeah. to explain. It's an esoteric thing. Even now, I feel like I'm doing a shit job of explaining. No, you're not. And I'm gonna I'm gonna delve a little bit deeper into it because some of the some of the replies are so insane. Like some of the quote tweets are just people that are so not yeah. only out of touch, but like they're young, and it just makes me think, "Wow, you don't know what's fucking coming. Yeah. You've got no idea yeah. what's coming, and you probably never will." Do you know what you the know? what the problem was with the tweet is that people focused on the one key word, the one key word being money. Money, yeah, yeah. The yeah. word that they understand because they're like, "Oh, I know what money is, but I don't know what anything else is because I've never experienced it." Mm. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Let's see what we what do we got. Get into the weeds. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's everyone on every single like spectrum of the world arguing, and it's just horrible. No, what like fucking hell? I don't even get this stuff. You got? I don't even want. No, I don't even want to say it. They're, <laughs> they're not even worth bringing it bringing it up. But like, you've got it. The spectrum is from people saying. I don't believe this. There's no way you're not making money because yeah. they think you're a fucking <sighs> super rock star. And then break. you've got people on the other side of that saying, well, obviously, music, music, music doesn't make money. 
you you knew that going in, yeah. which those people are also wrong. Yeah, yeah, totally. The world is is nothing like it was when. I mean, we grew up on, uh, like Warp Tour and shit. That 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 doesn't exist anymore. Like like or CDs. Yeah, CDs. That's over. You know, and uh, our niche is just even more niche now. And uh, what do you you know? What do you expect? Like we we poured our whole lives into this. I'm I'm not gonna give up music just because this shit sucks. But I'm still allowed to say this shit sucks. You yeah, know? and it's not, it's not like it constantly sucks. It's right. Like no, no, it's, no, no. Or else you wouldn't fucking do it. Right, that was a moment, you know? Barely yeah. hanging on in this moment. What was it, the moment? The, the moment was... Come on, come on. Give me the fucking little juice. You know it. I just, <laughs> saw, I just saw you. Something must have happened. It was... I don't know. I don't know if it was just... Uh, Woke up too early. Doom scrolling or... It, it's really... It's tough to remember... Uh, what brought me there but there's there's triggers you know and what pe- i mean pe- and people like people see the money word and they think oh you want you want more money or whatever or no i just want to pay rent yeah it's like yeah it's people don't realize how you you need a side hustle to be yeah. in a band that is not huge you need a side hustle yeah. at least one well that's kind of fucked up like in principle this is my business model now is that I work for free so that I can make a name for myself. So that name allows me to apply it to a side hustle. You know what I mean? Like, like I'll make albums, get no money just so that way, uh, that legacy from making albums allows me to stream on Twitch and actually make money. And that is fucked up in my opinion. I'm glad I can do it. You know, it's sick that I can, uh, use my, presence in music to make a living on Twitch, but it's kind of messed up that I can't be paid for the albums that I make. Yeah. Like, like, what the fuck, man? You know? And uh, even even on this tour, I mean, Leprous, you know, the drummer, and is still doing drum lessons, and we're playing, what, 1,000 cap rooms, 1 to 1,500. I mean, we played Shepherd's Bush Empire yeah. yesterday. And we and, and it all it all gets spent away, you know, on... On uh, the merch and the merch cuts. And the merch and the cut bus. last night for the venue. Merch cuts in the UK. Shepherd's yeah. Bush. Huge, Shepherd's Bush. Huge, 25% man. plus 20% VAT. And we had a message of someone saying, 75 quid for a hoodie. You having a laugh? Hey, Siri, who owns Shepherd's Bush Empire? <laughs> He's right now. He's kill this. <laughs> I wanted him to say their fucking name. <laughs> say, I to, I my. say my name. <laughs> um... But yeah, and, and it's it's like what we were talking about when we st- when we decided as as youngsters, I want to be a musician, I want to get into rock. People were still getting paid for their albums. People were still buying CDs, and then we and this is what we, we make it. We, we get to the dream level. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 gone. It's like uh, you know we've put thousands and thousands of hours where otherwise we could have been doing other stuff that we didn't want to do. And we put it into the into music on the idea that this job would exist, and it doesn't exist in the same way. And how would you know? How would you feel? Like it? It's rough, man. And and a lot of a lot of people are like, stop moaning. Just uh, just modify your business model and and do TikTok and stuff. Oh, and and it's like that work. No offense, <laughs> man, but the, like I never uh, I didn't get into this so I could reduce my uh, my music to. 30 second bits of content. I hate that fucking yeah. word now, content. Yeah. I mean, I love it ironically. <laughs> well, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's good. I'll try to get to that place. What's, um, what's weird for me is that, you know, 
people say, oh, get a real job or whatever like that. But it's like, well, you listen to music. You enjoy music. You consume it. You this consume it. That's why AI is coming for us. We're, uh, fucked. Yeah. We're fucked. Oh, and that's another that's yeah. another freaky conversation, man. Yeah. That yeah let's not go down that dark rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, but all you got to do is... I, I'm a firm believer in the side hustle. Like, I'm, I'm the same, and I've talked about it on the podcast before, like, and it's not... It's not like I don't. It's not like we don't make money. Like any of us, it's not like we don't make money. It's like the effort that goes into the product does not equate the amount of money we get it's without like three dollars an hour without <laughs> the side hustle. That's why I stopped recording bands because I was yeah. like, wait a minute, Dude, I'm losing money. Same. Here. same. <laughs> my lunch, my lunch Bro. was my fucking yeah. Percy from this deal. <laughs> I, same boat, man. I I used to record bands too, yeah. and then I realized the amount of time. It was, it was no, 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 so no. below minimum wage. It's not even the amount of time that bothered me about recording bands. I know, I know where you're going. It was the amount of mixed notes, obviously longing me out. Uh, <laughs> I love this! <laughs> but it would also be the amount of time it took that band to pay you. Like, yeah. where even if they were signed to a label, the label would make sure that you waited as long as they wanted you to wait. To get paid. Yeah, if there's mm. if there's any wiggle room for you to get screwed around, they will take it. In the music industry, yeah, but, and it's rare. It, it is yeah. worse and worse. You know, I I do feel like bottom of the barrel, and all people see is that forty five minutes of vanity on stage. Hey, look at me! That must feel really good. That looks awesome. That looks so fun. I would kill to be up there. What they don't see is that we are trudging through shit, getting sick, getting no sleep. Uh, getting all of our money cut or taken away by labels, being our own crew, our own roadie, our own merch person, our own tour manager, like all of this stuff that I just want to be a musician when I was a kid. You know, what the hell is all this extra shit? Well, you have to do it if you want to keep up because everyone's hungry and, and it's yeah, I mean, like, so we, saturated. I and, play the drums. Yeah, and then he set up, like Craig set up these three cameras. Yeah, this lovely yeah. unit. Like all of this, this effort. This is so I can make money. Because yeah. when I'm on tour, I I pay for a drum tech, and I like I pay to be comfortable. So I come home from a tour, I, I haven't really made that much money. Right, but exactly. It's, people give a fuck about this. You can because either because I do it. Yeah, you can either stay relatively sane and healthy, and you know not lose your shit or fuck up your voice, or you can you know like make a little bit of money and fucking die on tour and then you're going to want to quit. That's like the people that do, I can't, the people that do the drum lessons and shit on tour. Like I can't, Mikey, shout I out can't to Mikey. fucking do that Same, shit. I would never I did be it. able to do voice lessons on tour, man. I like, I can barely get through the fucking 11 shows in a row. You know there, what was, I mean? there was a tour that we did. It was the Glass Cloud tour, I think in 2014. And I had 52 lessons on that tour throughout that 30-something days, right? Because I had to. It's the only way to make mm -hmm. any money. On that tour, we got paid $150 a night as a band. Barely covered gas, you know? That's fucking crazy. In it. Um, so did those guitar lessons. Shout out to anyone that took one on that tour. Thank you very much. You helped me, you know, um, get through it. Um, but now I can't, I can't even imagine doing that now. Like, I was younger back then, so it didn't seem as difficult. But without a tech... Without a front of house guy, you know, we haven't had a front of house guy. We've managed to what? We managed to convince no money. Uh, managed to convince Tom, who's the monitor guy for Leprous, to do our front of house. 
because um, for a for a fair fee for a fair fee yeah he's um, amazing but when we before we did this tour we were like we can't afford a front of house like, yeah we were like we were doing the numbers we had all these meetings it was like just to break even on this tour we have to sell this amount of merch every night just to break even should we even do Wait, this tour? This is not inside. Who's your booking agent? What's happening? No, here? we can't. No, 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 no. Like, here's, the, here's the thing. It, I mean, it's a support tour. You know as well as I do that support tours don't pay the same as headlining tours. And... Yeah. But it's bullshit. It's bullshit and it sucks and it's hard to wrestle with. And, you know. You're like, on a bus. Yeah, we're on a bus. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the thing. And that, yeah. and that is the thing. And we're sharing it with two other bands. You could yeah. make money. No, it and, would, and be it in a would, van, but you would kill yourself. No, no, I actually think we'd spend more money because it's divided by three bands, this bus. Oh, okay. But yeah. that in principle, I totally understand. But we're yeah. in our 30s. I'd rather like, have no money. I can't and be fucking, on a bus. I yeah. can't do the the 15 passenger sleep in, in the van anymore, man. Like, it just. It's, oh, God. I got a stitch. <laughs> He's going to die. That's <laughs> yeah. And why do you think he has that stitch, man? It's like, you know, we're, we're sleeping oh, like God. shit. We're, we're, our posture is you terrible. Good? You need to get up. Okay. Yeah. You know that feeling of the back of your leg when it's going to do that thing? Oh, the yeah. cramp. Yeah. The yeah. cramp. It just did that. Right. Good. You I mean, you're more, seeing, you you're seeing. Leave that in there. Leave that in you're there. You're seeing it play out in real time. This is, yeah, you know. Was, was literally, as we're talking about sleeping like shit. De <laughs> dehydration and shitty diet because it's really, really hard to eat and drink and sleep well on tour. Uh, ju just to break even, hopefully. Fuck. You know, how can you not complain about that? That's that's hard shit. Nah, I'm not going to complain. Well, I am. I am. I'll, yeah, I'll you, do you, enough you, complaining yeah. for both of us. Me I mean, and Craig, we got it covered. I, I want to take a minute right here to thank the sponsor of today's Downbeat Podcast, Athletic Greens. AG1 by Athletic Greens is a foundational nutritional drink with 75 different superfoods, antioxidants, prebiotics, probiotics, and stress adaptogen extracts designed to fuel cellular health on the daily. I got another tour in the books right there. I played real good. I felt real good. I wasn't very stressed. I slept pretty good. Why? I mean, I would like to think some of it was because I was using the lovely little travel packs from Athletic Greens of AG1, one scoop per day with 250 milliliters of water, didn't get sick, did I? My immune system was supported, I imagine, by all the goodness that was in there. I can't even list you all the goodness that's on there. It's all on the website. There's so much in there. I was carrying, you know it by now, I was carrying around a million different pills, powders, trying to get them on a plane. You know the drill. They think they're drugs. They're not drugs. They are 75 different things now in one scoop. I don't have to bother going around with all my little pills and powders Add them to my other pills and powders. That's a joke, right? No pills, no powders. Just one powder. AG1 by Athletic Greens. If you're looking for a better way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs, those things I mentioned, with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com forward slash the downbeat. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash the downbeat. Check it out. Support the podcast, support your immune system. Peace. I always wanted to know how to play the guitar. 
It's not an ad for that, right? If you remember that ad, it's not an ad for that. Stay with me. It's the same ballpark. Are you a guitarist? You've managed to get this far. You've managed to get through the military-grade anti-guitarist systems at the downbeat. And I feel like it's only fair that I give you an offer for that. The lovely people at Neural DSP are giving listeners of the Downbeat podcast a whopping 30% off. That's 30 with an F, 30% off any of their plugins. So you can plug your guitar in and sound like anyone from Gojira to Pliny, Tim Henson, Tom Morello, you want to sound like Stray? Load that one up. There's a nolly pack. If you're listening to this podcast, you know all these people. You want to get that tone straight out of the box or you can fiddle with it. I've been doing some fiddling. I don't even play the guitar. It's making me sound good. So look forward to my side project. Don't know what that's going to be. Not only do you support the podcast, but you support the wonderful people at Neuron bringing these plugins and they are wonderful people. Side note, got pretty hammered with them at NAM. 30% off any plugin at neuraldsp.com, excluding new releases until 90 days after they've released. The code is downbeat. That's downbeat at neuraldsp.com. Let's get back to the show. Rather than us just complaining, because I could do it all day, we need to think about and tell people how they can how they can help. But my issue with the merch cut conversation that's happening right now I've got a couple of issues with it which aren't spoken about. Now, some of them are a little bit, oh, I'll get in, I'll get in fucking trouble, and I already have on Twitter. So, if people don't, if people don't know, there's people listening that don't know. Becoming the norm that when you sell your merch, everyone, everyone now is what everyone used to think that bands make their money from music. They don't. Now they make their money from on tour. How do they make their money on tour? They make it from the merchandise. But now what's happening is the the people at the top of the music industry who are also losing money, but infinitely less money than the artists, are going, well, wait a minute, there's that merchandise money actually there. We should probably have a bit of that. <laughs> and uh, the, the venue owners and the huge, massive conglomerate company that owns most of these venues uh, will take a cut of the merchandise sales, and that is traditionally how the bands are making all their money. Mm. But what I'm also seeing now is that now that that is coming out, you've got Bad Bad Omens is my favorite Twitter account at the moment oh, because they're just yeah. smoking oh, every company yeah. that they deal with. Yes. They're just like, I saw them throw Empiricon under the yes, bus the, yesterday. The, the merch. Yeah. Fucking merch. I was like, wow, yeah. that's unhinged. Yeah, cool. take it back. Fuck but yeah. like, with the merch cut, I've had people ask me like, okay, so how can I support the band now? Because... I used to buy merch at shows because I know that's the best way, but now I've heard about this merch cut thing, so I don't want to buy merch at shows. Yeah. So it's like, no, no, we'll, we'll still take that merch money. Still need it, <laughs> yeah. need, but you can maybe, you can vocally be against the merch cut. Tip the merch guy because they don't get it. Sometimes, you know. Do you know what I want to see? Go on. I want to see more bands draft into their contracts that any venue that takes a percentage of merch gets a percentage of the bar. Yeah, because that's the, you hear those, that a lot, but those, that in principle, you know, that'll never I mean, it's happen. never going to happen, but um, did you hear what happened at Coco recently? Did you hear this, no. this fucking shit show? No. So Coco's been selling private tickets to their top bar. Okay. Um, well, the balcony part. The balcony yeah. part, yeah. But not informing the bands of the special 200 VIP ticket price. Okay. So they've been selling over a hundred of them for all the big events. So a hundred times two hundred is twenty grand. 
So oh, and and they keep all their money, all of it, and they put it down as one ticket equals just the price of a ticket. Write that down. Write that down. Who owns Coco? It's not going to come up, but but yeah, I remember I remember hearing that the other day, guess. and um, <laughs> from that. from 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 our daddy, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Say less, Daddy fan. B. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, I just found it funny that even and the and the venue basically said, "Nah, if you you know you can fuck off, we'll just we're going to sell our tickets, and make the money." You have to have a, a if, lot of if, power if, and leverage. If it's independently owned post pandemic, if Coco's independently owned post pandemic, I would, I, my, me personally, I'd be like, get yours, get your money, whatever. But if it's owned by one of those companies that are just now just <laughs> one of those companies that, <laughs> that bought up every single fucking venue that was going bust and is now yeah. <laughs> sucking, sucking everything, then fuck but, them. But no doubt there's probably a merch cut too. So not only do they make 20 grand off your band, but they also want a little bit of piece of your merch. Well, this too. is the thing about the merch cut deal. Okay, so like we're at the bottom of the barrel. Merch is the only way we can make money. And these dudes at the top, they know they can get away with these merch cuts. Why do they know they can get away with it? Because they know we're going to cannibalize each other. Because it's so saturated, everyone is so hungry that we're willing to put up with bullshit. So someone like you or me makes a tweet complaining about it, and half of our own fucking, you know, brethren is criticizing us you, for it. instead of criticizing the it, reason Exactly, that and you they, have to they make know it. they can do that, they can get away with it, because plenty of people are like, Closer to the hole, you know they're mm. they're willing to kiss ass just to be, you know, up in up in this position. So that that's why they get away with it, and it it's it's a vicious cycle. It's funny, you know. They know they can do it because they know we're gonna fight each other to get to this, you know, virtual top of the hill that is still shit. Here's what here's what I think. Sorry, just before if I can forget it, don't you forget what you were about I'm to say. say. Yeah, here's my controversial take which is separate from the we should take a cut of bar because mm. that's it's in not practice happen, it's yeah. harder to do. Yeah. All the booking agents start drafting deals that say no merch cut and all of them do it at the same time. Every right. booking agent says the band will not play for a merch cut. It takes a lot of balls. I think they're they're still afraid. Yeah, no one will do it. That. No one will fucking no. do it, but yeah. it would solve it immediately. It it would. Would. It's almost like a, you need a booking agent strike. Yes, yeah. Almost, absolutely. Actually, yeah. yeah, so like, yeah, we're not going to book any bands at your venue unless you fuck this off. Yeah. Um, but well, there's I, always going to be the scabs that, that will not do that because... In fact, actually, yeah, that might actually mean the booking agents at the bottom might then change round. I mean, I, lo I love a booking agent. They're like the, the reason we've got fucking yeah, jobs exactly. and, you know, touring is the only thing that pays. But the deal is drafted with the merch cut. It's not like the merch cut. Everyone is like... Like, they'll post a tweet, and then everyone's surprised. Like, oh, what do you mean there's a merch cut? It's like, mm, motherfucker, everyone knew there was a merch cut. You just, it just caught you off guard on the night. Right. You had that one that was like, this happens because we let it happen. This happens. Yeah. And, then, and then most people with, you know, a brain are like, yeah, that's so true. But then there's other people that are like, we don't let it happen. You know, like, yeah. it's like. You do. You do. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say is there was an article by O Sleeper a few years ago where they actually did a breakdown of, um, like, merch costs, you know, for the people that don't really understand, you know, how capitalism works. Yeah. And um, I think it was on Metal Sucks. I think everyone should read that so they understand why merch costs a certain amount, especially when you add in the percentage and 
It's not the band's then, fault that you have to charge yeah. X amount for the T-shirt, which is why we always print on better quality garments for that very reason. You know, I'd feel terrible giving someone a Fruit of the Loom T-shirt for like 60 quid. Yeah. You know, no one wants that. You guys go for allotment as well, don't you? Yeah, we do. Yeah. It's, good. it's good quality shit. Yeah, it is. Um, but like, yeah, it's... And the other thing is what people don't realise which I don't realise because I've got my own fucking clothing line, <laughs> is uh, then you've got to, once everyone takes their little cut, then you've got to split that. Split what's left yeah. five fucking ways. Five fucking yeah. ways, dude. Nope. Yep. Not doing it. And, and you you add, you stack that up with just the uh, percentage that a label takes from your music, and then the even after you recoup the meager amount that you're getting split five ways. That's, it's nothing. Yeah, the <laughs> funny thing is people don't know how a label works either. Mm. So say you've got your 18% cut, which is average for a major label. The money that you get in for your advance only comes out of that 18%. Yeah. And it's like, so if you borrow 100 grand, you have to sell 180,000 records in order to make that back. And then once you make it back... It's like, all right, now you can start making your 30%. Yeah. And then you can split that five ways. And then people are like, all right, well, then do it without a label. But also... With what money, mate? You know, but like, also... Yeah, people people are so flippant to just... Because they've seen, like, one successful Patreon. Yeah. Like, well, just... There's I'm not one, Chance the Rapper. There's one person that just keeps commenting on all my shit. And he's like, this is why I think everyone should be independent. It's like, oh, okay, this is why I think every person on Earth should have free food. It doesn't mean it could <laughs> fucking happen yeah. immediately. I mean, if you want to, like, destroy your credit and, and take out, like, ten credit cards to make an album and, and take on that financial risk, maybe... Having said that, I did that in the pandemic to do this. And it did pay off. All right. But so that, I was there's in, something to that. I was in fucking debt right. for a while. <laughs> well, you got to be unhinged enough you, to take the fucking... Be, you yeah. have to be very brave. Take the plunge. you got to have brass balls. Um, I want to get on to something fun. Yeah, yeah let's Thank you it. so much, have by the been, way, for talking about that. Yeah, I thanks for coming that. on. I mean, I think it's important to, without being super, super fucking bleak, to just show people like, you know, it is, it is difficult. And you can't like you can make money. This the side hustle thing, like I'm I'm all for it, but like there's also a culture of like the hustle culture shit when yeah. it's like Oh yeah. If, Sell your your soul and your hours. Yeah, but for some reason when it's online, the hustle culture is like when it's like, well, we'll simply drop ship while you're doing this, while you're doing this, why or like to bring it to us, like have a Patreon, have a clothing line, have all this, blah 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 blah. But it's like there's a weird like you're just making ends meet, and if you if you summed it up in a different way, obviously it's a, a much more privileged thing. But it's like if it's like somebody working three jobs, like exactly, more, like, yeah. more three, than three, yeah, more like, than three. But no, do you know what I mean? Like there's it. You have people to... people in poverty work three jobs, and yeah. it's like it's obviously not the same thing. But for some reason, hustle culture and just overworking yourself is like glorified. Whereas if yes. someone had like, someone was uh, flipping burgers, working in Starbucks and working at a car wash, that wouldn't have the same like glossy, right. like hustle facade, but no, that person's probably making more money. It's a deep level of sacrifice to get to this point where it's like, okay, I have to accept that I must work three jobs. I must have all these side hustles. It is unfair. It is unethical, but that's where we're at. So we got to make the best of it. Can you imagine, like, you know, just the thing about cameras, like we've got these three nice cameras now. 
Imagine if you had to hire a video team, how much it would cost you for every episode of this. Mm. Yeah, I mean, before we even hit record, you were like, I need a producer so bad, right? You gotta, you know, we're getting gray hairs just trying to yeah. make it happen. I mean, we fucked up. If there was a producer, <laughs> I mean, I fucked up. We, if there was a producer, we wouldn't have fucked up. And the thing is, like, I'm, I'm the same as you. I'm at my fucking capacity financially for it. So people are like, oh, just hire a producer. Oh, just hire an editor. I'll do it for you. It's like, I don't have infinite money. The reason I'm doing everything, other than no one cares as much as me, like we established, like, it's because otherwise, then it becomes, I'm not making enough money for this, for it to be fucking financially viable. Exactly. Me doing all of these jobs makes this a normal, per like the Patreon is now like, a salary job. But when you take out, for a while, when you were taking out the credit card payments, it was like, this is a, a failing business. Yeah. So all I've got is to just keep going and hope yeah. like it gets bigger. And no one sees that. No one sees that. No one sees that fear and the yep. struggle. We have, we're actually, we have to cut that stuff out because no one wants to see that content. So, no one wants to see it. So we're, we're they say they do, but then you do it twice, and they're like, "Okay, mate, yeah. calm down." Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. we're we're actively cutting out the horrible shit that we're trudging through for you guys. You know what I mean? And yeah. and if we didn't, y'all wouldn't be watching. I mean, so. I I did riff hard for two years before I got a paycheck. How's it going? Going right. Yeah, I can see that. It's good. Good for you. He's ballsy. It's fucking you cool. Got, you got to be ballsy. How many other, how many other hustles you got? You got Riff Hard, uh, Signature Guitar, now with Schecter, so that will be like a side hustle as well. I film some videos, you know, do all that stuff. Um, I actually, how do you find, with, with you taking time off social media, how do you find that, like, is that been detrimental to your work or you found it hasn't? It hasn't really changed it. I mean, the good news is, is that, you know, brands like Schecter post on their social media. You know, I've been posting stories, and yeah. that's, you know, people still see that, but I mean, I haven't really noticed anything. You know, I, I still post in the Riff Hard group, you know, that we have. Um, yeah, just, it's fine, isn't it? There's videos on YouTube. You don't need to be necessarily on any of the, you know, the main three TikTok. Instagram. It's weird though, because they make you feel like you do. That's exactly. why I was interested in that. Well, no. Brown's an anomaly. He He's kind of a legendary entity. There's not a lot of, I wouldn't say legend. I would. Yeah, I you're in. You're in the. Fucking, I definitely want. You are very, very the, highly. You're respected. in the, the Misha yeah. Brown, Ackle, Tosin. This is it. Yeah. There's more, but it's not a typical experience. Sure. You worked your ass off to get to yes. that to that point, so you can stay off social media. I mean, it, obviously, it will help if I go on social media, but the the part that helps is the people that don't see what you post anyway like, i think that's more important which you know check to them posting about it helps more with them what po me posting on social media would do mm. um yeah and then you know all the guitar other guitar shops that post about it so that's again more people that aren't on my social media so technically it doesn't really matter you know? Nice. This must be nice. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I don't I, have. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm shadow banned on Instagram. Confirmed today, shadow banned because. How do you find out? You go into your account settings, and then you go into your monetization eligibility, and then it, in my case, it pops up a big exclamation mark. Says you are unavailable for branded content, and you're unavailable to be in the explore page, 
in recommended in people's feeds. It's a virtual spanking. Because I've been bullying people. Yeah. Right, yeah. Actually, it's just people have been leaving me shitty comments. I've been roasting them and then <laughs> posting the exchange on the internet. And then that person has yeah. fucking reported it. The one that got me in big trouble was wearing a typo negative t-shirt, which had like uh, a razor blade, some pills and a noose on it. And it just said, just say yes. And I was wearing the t-shirt and someone fucking reported it. Wow. Now I'm in I'm I'm in the fucking till February twenty third, I'm in the Sin bin. bin. And and that's Sin bin. <laughs> I think that's another example of, of being cannibalized for the benefit of those at the top. Because yeah. now that you're shadow banned, you've got to pay to get your shit seen. You actually have to like reach into your own pockets just because you were defending yeah. yourself or being yourself or or talking about the shit that sucks, you know? And that's why people are afraid to talk about the shit that sucks. And I get it. They don't want to be shadow banned. You know, they they don't want to receive that virtual spanking. So it's easier to shut your mouth. But do what everyone I says. can't do it. I yeah. can't. I just can't keep my mouth shut sometimes. And I feel like there will be a turn into the tide with that shit, though, because the toxic so. positivity is going to be so mental that everyone is just going to be like, wait a minute. None of this is real. It's just, it's, <laughs> and then there'll be like a flip. It's a thing yeah. that's hard to criticize. It's kind of like um, passive aggressive behavior. It's really tough to call it out and to uh, to assign or to quantify it. You know what I mean? And because it's hard to explain, it doesn't get explained. And yep. so the masses aren't able to latch onto it and to say, oh, this is a thing. This is fucked up because it's so, it's so complicated. Can you imagine a world, right? Can you, can you imagine a world where people walking around say to each other's faces what people say on the internet. <laughs> no, I can. I reckon that's going to happen. It's, because if yeah. you think about the next generation of people... That's what they're like. Yeah, but they don't talk to each other, do they? Yeah, but so when they have to talk to each other, they're going to be their online persona. So they're going to walk that's up to you and funky. go, hair was better last week. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's gonna Can you happen. imagine? It's already it. happening in Germany. I was going to say that. <laughs> I, I didn't want to call out Germany, but yeah, just go to Germany. Hey, man, um, you know, you were okay, but last time was better. <laughs> All right. Well. As a, as a, speaking of shows in Germany, we're going to do the fun part of the show. Because that was really dark and depressing. That was really fun for me, though. But, no, and, I, and you know what? I think it was really good. People need to hear that shit. Yeah. Because it, it's very easy to be fucking sunshine and rainbows. But... The end of the podcast now, we do a dream festival. I'm gonna okay. talk I'm gonna talk you through it. It's, you know, people are calling it it's the best part of the show. Why didn't you do it? So I have to do it every time. And I like it, it's a bit enjoyable. It gets people into the mind of monuments, your influences and stuff, but also it lends itself to some little segues. I'm where we've been here for an hour and forty seven minutes because of my fuck up. Yeah. So potentially. So, you know, We'll get this done and we'll be done. Everything's still going. We're all good. Um, okay. Thanks for getting us out of loading, by the way. Yeah, perfect. Mike fucking loading everything in, setting up his drums, <laughs> setting up his mics, setting up everything. <laughs> Fuck that. I just wouldn't do it. I can't believe it. Good for him. He's a legend. Yeah, legend. But, but it's all right. Like, we... like we. Is he okay? <laughs> yeah, do you know what was the worst Relative. part? Yesterday, he had to wake up to do the carne as well. on the Because <sighs> you can't afford a tour manager? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, That's no, no. So there's, there's not enough... Yeah, I mean... I'm glad he's taken over the carne. Yeah. Because I, I, I've done tour managing for a lot carne of tours. now to, to get to the UK is yeah, absolutely Anyway, Brexit. less bleak, but bless him. Yeah, <laughs> I love you, Mikey. You want to talk about Brexit? <laughs> yeah. And how that's fucked everything? Anyway, no, fun. 
We got our, we got our, you got our load in. We're good. Okay. I'll give you a lift so you don't have to get an Uber back. So we'll be quick. It's okay. fine. I'm going to go to the gym. Not that anyone needs to know that, but I'm going to go uh, train chest in a minute. Anyway, um, what we're going to do, it's a dream festival. The only stipulation in this dream festival, that any, anything goes as a dream. It can be as outlandish as you just woke up from a crazy dream. Like, yep. oh, I had a crazy dream. I sucked my own dick. I can't, <laughs> suck, I can't suck my own dick in person, but I had a dream about it. It can be that fucking crazy. I had that dream recently. That's why it's fresh, <laughs> <laughs> fresh in my head. Someone analyze that. <laughs> uh, the only stipulation is that Monuments is playing the festival. So that is going to hopefully going to make your answers relative to your situation. You can't just make it like a, well, it'd be fun if everyone was on fire because you'd have to be on fire. Number one question. You can have separate answers, but we'll try and reach an agreement. Okay. Where in the world would your dream festival take place? Mm. I know where. I have always wanted to go to Japan because I've never been there. So I'll say Tokyo. Very mine, nice. mine was actually uh, Brisbane area of Australia. Nice. Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Yeah. I love that too. I've never been there either. So, well, you will go in. It depends. Do we want urban or do we want surf? For me, it's a FOMO thing. I just, I want to experience something that okay, I Okay, I'm, I'm happy to say Japan for you. Good food. Thank you, Brown. We can go, well, the thing about Japan is you can go to Australia first. It's about a seven-hour flight or something, isn't it? You can yeah. do a bit of both. So, we'll actually come back to your longing for Australia with that. We'll go with Japan. Monuments has never been, or you've you've never I've been. I've been once. We have not played there. Yeah, what that surprised me because you do like mad, like India, South Africa, like yeah. and by mad I mean just like places where our scene you wouldn't consider to be hot spots. Yeah, of Japan course. must be mad for monuments. Yeah, I I think we, we do probably have, do well. Yeah. yeah, just we've never had just an happened. offer. Yeah, an offer that was worthwhile exploring, or an offer that that we wouldn't lose massive amounts of money. Ah, but Japan, yeah. I fucking, I'll start to lose money for Japan, I reckon. Yeah. So they, once you've been, it's like, it's uh, pretty good. We're going again, again, this probably be an answer. Why don't you take us then? Hey? <laughs> or at I least. Because I don't think we have enough money. We have to play with Japanese bands. At the bands very when least, we, go. we need yeah. to we have be, enough money yeah, to like to yeah. get other people's of flights. Of course, but maybe it's a conversation. That's where it could be. Yeah. We wouldn't need a, a filler band there. No. I mean, it's too late for this one, but another right. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll go to Japan. What is, and it, this you, you don't have to think about Japan here. You have to think about where have I previously done festivals or shows. What is your accommodation for this festival? What's your ideal? Monuments is playing a show. Basically I'm think looking of it, at you. Monuments is playing a show. What's the ideal accommodation? Can you give me an example of, of what you mean by accommodation in this? So if some people have just been like, I oh, fuck, you know, I love it when I'm on tour and there's a tub in my hotel room. Like, okay, got it. You, like, or some people sure. are just like, some people have said like, fucking, well, it's a festival, I'm going to camp, but I'll do fucking, you know, it could be anything. Just if you were playing a show, what right. would your dream, you're playing a show and the promoter has gone, okay. I've sorted out the accommodation and whatever that promoter would tell you that would give you the biggest fucking smile like have you heard about accommodation okay. i know Go. i know so we were at hellfest this year right the best backstage the best well for the headline band have you seen it 
No. So um, Gajira headlined the day we played, and uh, Dave, their tech, came out because I did some tours with him. And he showed me pictures of the backstage, and there was a fucking hot tub. They each had individual fucking rooms. So, yeah, that's what I want for my accommodation at a festival. I want that hot tub with clear view of the main stage. Nice. That's actually... A hot tub with a view of the main stage has been said before, so it's it's a it's a known thing. Yeah. I mean, the that's because they've been to Hellfest. Uh, the hell, <laughs> and the Hellfest, the only the closest I ever got to getting a little taste of the headliner Hellfest experience was when we played it. I made them were head headlining, and I was walking past like their complex thing, which must have had yeah. all the shit that you're talking about in it. Yeah, I walked past, and there was a like a little sign that said physio, and it was like oh, it was like a physio chiropractor, like whatever the one that looks at your feet is. And I just popped my head in and went, all right, what's, it, what's this? And then the girl was like, English. She was like, oh, I'm uh, Iron Maiden's physio. And I was like, can I chuck you some money and get a massage? And she was just like, well, I'll just give you a massage. None of Iron Maiden want one right now. Just got a free massage. That sounds An Iron Maiden lovely. massage. What would your ideal accommodation be? Um, privacy and a bed. But on your own? Yeah, I, I really like to have a, a place where I can be alone and decompress, especially when my social battery runs out. It, it would be nice if I could, you know, I'm overstimulated, I'm going to go to my zone. So I, I would just like a, an Andy zone where, where I don't have to be around people. Are you neurodivergent? <laughs> Big time, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the spectrum. So uh, I, I love meeting people and, and talking to people, um, but... I'm masking all the time and yeah. it gets exhausting. So uh, just having an out where I can recharge is really valuable to me. I hear hot tubs are really good at that. See, I, I don't really care for the hot tub. He it's, needs it's alone time. Stop trying to drag him into it's, your I, hot tub. I, I like, you know, it's, it feels you good. You can but have both of these things. By I, the way. I just want a, a comfy bed and a bunch of pillows. You know, what, I'm a lot. I like a lot of pillows. What you got? What you got? In, the, the reason I said the neurodivergent thing wasn't because people that feel like that have to be. But you mentioned a few things of on course. this podcast, and when yeah, you yeah. came in and saw my cat, you said something, and I was like, oh, yeah. And yeah. I didn't know how to approach it. Without, of course, without going. no, no. I'm, I'm totally. Uh, I like talking about it. Um, I like. You know, being able to destigmatize these sort of things. So, have you got a, like a a label on it, or uh, I guess you could say ASD one. Um, but I also struggle with OCD, and I could give you a laundry list of crap and every medication under the sun that I've been on. Um, but yeah, I just I like my alone time. I, I like. Uh, What's in the room for this alone time, though? You can't just fucking sit yeah, there sure, in the dark. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, a TV where I can put my comfort shows on. Which are? Uh, right now, it's uh, Seinfeld again. Nice. I, I'm, I'm starting to, you know, watch a lot of Seinfeld again. Um, I cycle through Yu uh, uh, Yu Hakusho, my favorite anime. Um, Always Sunny, uh, Workaholics. So you just got a nice hotel room, nice streaming services. A humidifier. To, Pretty to close to the, the uh, venue, so you can, if you're like feeling overstimulated at the venue, you can just nip out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and also a place where where because uh, I like practicing vocal rest, so where I just don't have to talk, and uh, yeah, throw some fucking honey in there, some ginger. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get to that before so, we even get yeah. to a band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got your accommodation. What we're gonna do is this is gonna be just sort of like a, a complex thing. And then you've got a hotel, you've got different hotel rooms. Wi-Fi also. Oh. Good Wi-Fi, please. We're we're rigged up, don't you worry. (laughs) Um, Okay, so what is catering? 
Go on, you first. Uh, Penang for me. Thai Penang. Ooh, nice. Tofu. Tofu yeah. Penang. Tofu Penang, yeah, with coconut rice. All day? Is it an all day event? Or what, yeah, and then got, obviously. We got lunch, we got breakfast. Just, I just want to avoid the bread and cheese. I've had enough fucking bread and <laughs> cheese. It can be a bread and cheese free festival if you want, but yeah. you're going to have to give me what is in its place. Okay, yeah, granola for breakfast, you know, something like Jordan's with raisins and the almonds. Oh, yeah, right. It's good. Um, lunch. You can have you can have places cater for you at this festival. You could have a, you've got a favorite spot. You, you could have they're running the catering. Yeah, you could like, yeah, PF Chang's are coming in. Um, <laughs> They can do it if you want. Yeah. No, just, uh, I'm pretty happy with a tofu Thai. All right. Coconut rice. I could eat that all day. Yeah, I'm pretty boring. Uh, a good steak would mean a lot to me. Medium rare from a place that I could never afford. Okay. So, we, yeah, we've got, we'll have. He wants a Gordon Ramsay steak. <sighs> we'll have. We'll I would have. love a Gordon Ramsay steak. Yeah. Okay. We can get that for you. What? What's your carbohydrate that you're having with a steak, though? You know, it's funny. He said, I'm sick of bread and cheese. I love bread and cheese. I, I love pizza. Uh, you know, uh, my family's from New York, so I love a fucking slice of New York pizza from a shitty stand. You know, just something. Yeah, about but that's it. the thing. You see, New York pizza is fucking great, and then you come here and it's fucking shit. Yeah, yes, we'll get the New York. pizza. Maybe it's in. the water, but that's what I want. How many is pizza. the water? Drew's a big one on ten, and us it's about it, the water. Yeah, that that's it. Can be the only explanation. There's companies that actually import water. From New York just to make their pizza. Yeah. And so I, I, you see it with like coffee. Like if I, if it, yeah. Scotland's the best water in the country. It when is. When I came up here, my coffee immediately started tasting like better. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the only variable that's changed is the fucking right. water. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you can taste it. I mean, taste, uh, you know, the Fiji water in the States versus that other fucking Dasani. Dis- yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> a dirty penny inside of a <laughs> water bottle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Steaks, Thai. Granola. What are you eating for the rest of the day? I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm really just... Uh, F- food is fuel, don't really give it, a fuck. It's, it's tough. Well, well, I do give a fuck, but um, it, it doesn't take a lot. Like the New York pizza, it makes me feel like home. Stuff that, that makes me feel like I'm at home. Um, that's, that's, that's really what I connect with is my sanctuary, my safe place, my, you know, where I feel like uh, I have the amenities that, that make me feel like I'm taken care of. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you know. Can we get some orange juice in there, some pineapple juice? Some pineapple juice. Yeah, I love Water. I love drink, drink was going to be my next thing. Did anyone drink? Anyone drink alcohol? Anyone Funnily, party? we do, but yep. we've done... Not part- on this tour. On this tour, we haven't... Well, I had one beer yesterday, but it's been a completely sober tour. I'm a whiskey guy, you know. Is this out of choice yeah yeah because this tour is so long and grueling and um i have shitty acid reflux so if i drink i wake up my voice fucking gone um but if that's not a factor yeah get me some fucking honey jack and and a coke you know that's that's my maker's mark i love the honey jack a little bit of lafroig on the side makes mark in one hand lafroig in the other go between both you can have a maker's mark right now if you want no no don't don't (laughs) he does want i do want it but don't fuck your show up um so okay headliners so this is this is i hate this this is your favorite band of all time hans zimmer Hans Zimmer's headlining. So sick. Yeah. From a hot tub. Watching Hans Zimmer live from a hot tub. Yeah. If mixed in 5.1 like it was at his show, it would be fucking amazing. Nice. I saw Hans Zimmer, the best show I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, me too. 
did he play Crimson Tide? Sound? No, I saw the them when they did Royal Albert Hall Interstellar Live. Oh man! And they took the music out of the movie, and they played the movie on a projector, and Hans Zimmer and his orchestra played the soundtrack in time. Like the whole movie, we watched the movie, and every now and again you'd look down and go, like, oh, I forgot that's the actual orchestra playing it all, all to a click, all to the fucking thing. And before it was like, Stephen Hawking was there, it was fucking crazy. It was like, Chris Nolan came out and had a little chat, it was fucking mad. Dude, Best no time for caution when he played that, I nearly cried. It's fucking... It's so powerfully good, isn't it? It's so... Yeah, he's, ha- he's headlined it. That's sick. Who's your headliner? <sighs> all right, my answers suck. I'm only 30, so give me a break. Uh, My Chemical Romance uh, from 2005. So if you take them from that era, that's what I would want. And uh, I was supposed to do Frank on the podcast last week. Really? Yeah, but because he was in town with LS Dunes. Right. Oh, wow. But Didn't work out. It was their first show. And then it kept getting pushed back. They were like, can you do 5.30 till 6.30? And I was like, by the time I get them, it's going to be 45 minutes. And they were like, well, it's fine as long as they're back by 6.30. And I was like, for the sake of... Honestly, it was for the sake of what these two people are going to think of me, trying to rush this out in... Like, you know what it's fucking like. I respect that. Trying to rush it out in 45 minutes. I was like, let's just fucking not do it. And also, they said, you can't talk about My Chemical Romance. And I was like... Oh. In 45 minutes? It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that would be my choice that Ben inspired me when I was a kid that probably the biggest influence of I want to get on stage and do this shit it was My Chemical Romance it take a minute to reflect that we're in Japan in a hot tub at this point you are still at the festival Hans Zimmer and MCR are playing <laughs> um, it's pretty fucking sick yeah. um, okay I guess my answer doesn't suck I'm no sorry. that's a fucking great festival and you know it's weird it's kind of it could happen yeah um, okay any main supports, other big bands that you like? Yeah. I wouldn't say big, but obviously the daddies, the yeah. sugar, you know, Gajira. And if uh, if they want to, Ion Dissonance need to get in there, you know, and fuck our brains mm-hmm. to pieces. I still listen to Ion Dissonance at I the gym too. sometimes. Yeah, it's good. Uh, again, I'm, th- I'm only 30. Give me a break. <laughs> uh, the Devil Wears Prada from 2010 and uh, Radiohead. Radiohead's a good choice, yeah. What, I don't what think era? Radiohead are going to go on before Prada. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. They would. I love all eras of Radiohead. See, I'm I'm a, I'm a, in fact, I'm actually... Okay I don't, computer. I yeah. don't like... Are you going to say you don't like Kid A? Oh, no, I love Kid A. Good. I would say Kid A, on, uh, OK Computer Onwards is my but, but preferred. Pablo you don't, you don't like, like the bends? I like it, but Pablo Honey's probably my least favourite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I like In Rainbows. I yeah, like... In Rainbows, the live session, incredible. In, in Rainbows, I think, is my one, but I I, I, list, I kind of overdid it when it came out. Yeah, me too. And now and I'm like... Did. I, I think I was slightly too young when OK Computer came out, so I I think I revisit OK Computer the most. Yeah, yeah. They, they really... Uh, that that was like my in for singing, was, was singing along to Radiohead. And The Devil Was Proud of... You know, we were talking about... Um, you listen to the singing until you can tolerate the screaming. Uh, when I was in high school, uh, that was the band that, the that did it for me. Um, yeah, like they're from Roots Above and uh, Plagues and uh, Dear Love. Those those albums were the ones that got me hip. I, w- I would go to MySpace and, and go to like some random dude's page just to hear that one song. And uh, 
yeah. My and your parents would like let you listen to it. Yeah, stuff. I think <laughs> yeah. they tolerate it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. When they were yeah. singing, like kids can get away with like, yeah, but there's this bit, and the parents were like, okay yeah. then, and then it's like, okay, next. This album's called Kill by Cannibal <laughs> One more band to put in there. Get get them thrice. Thrice, nice. Good choice. Yeah. Did you listen to that new? No, I'm waiting till I go home it's because so good. I want to listen to it on my monitors and actually because it's I that might be the most listened to record ever for me. So. I think they they played it like I think the drum takes are like one take. Really? Yeah, it's like really live. It's fucking cool though. But yep. the mix is like obviously if you're if it's one of your favorite albums of all time, it will be like wow, why did they do that? But it's not a remix. It's like yeah, it's re- actually live. redone. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah, I mean, the original was mixed by Andy Wallace. You can't really get any better than that, can you? It's weird after... Um, fucking, what was the one before it? Um, it was uh, Identity Crisis. Yeah, I think that's the, the jump in production value between those two albums is fucking it's crazy. It's insane, yeah. But even, you know, the the album after, Vihesu, 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 I don't even know how to pronounce that fucking word, but that album is also glorious. It's a stacked festival. Yeah, just think. Um, from that album onwards, Artist in the Ambulance through to modern day, it's just gold. Everything. Yeah. Everything's just great. Fucking some absolutely big as fuck songs as well. Um, as well as being like still kind of fucking heavy in places. Yeah. Okay, now I need, I need two smaller bands. Bands that maybe you are peers with that you think need more credit. You've got like a, you know, like a little wild card band. You go first. Uh, I keep I keep on doing this, um, but from 2011, uh, Periphery, uh, that first album. They're so big. I need a small band. All right, all right. Well, they were they were small back then. Periphery uh, can be on the fest. Sure, sure. I need like a like a, a band that fans of Mon- the, the the premise here is it's a band that okay. fans of monuments right. should check out. Oh shit! Well, they're not even. There's a band called Dwellings. Um, they're not gent. They're more like progressive post-hardcore um but they're fucking fantastic um and i think they should be a really big band so and i'm gonna say alt mm. oh yeah alt fucking rules they I just put out an awesome single it. now i know i hope it's that <laughs> it is isn't it even within as well sweet, is it you swedish know? yeah swedish word good for believing within going to america at last finally i'd have fucking given up i'd have, I'd have given up if i was you guys as well fair yeah. fucking play would you why? Because no, no <laughs> not not because of what you've been doing. No, just yeah. like you there's only I I I'm a fucking quitter. <laughs> I'm a, look at my fucking roster of bands. It gets difficult, and I go, oh, I'm piecing. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking out. The amount of shit, and it's like that's not. It's a compliment to you guys. Like the amount of shit. Believe from within. Being stuck on that label. Yeah, I don't know if know. they've talked about it. They're probably on a fucking NDA, they, but I'll fucking talk about it. Exactly. They ha- they couldn't get off that label that by the fucking scumbag guy. They had to pay to get off it. Then they go out of that to a management deal, which fucked them, and they had to pay to get out of that as well. All this shit that people don't know, and they still fucking kept going, and now they go to America. Do you know what's cool crazy? That's resilient. It is, because yeah. that, that was a very big management company. Won't say the name. Oh, yeah. Oh, but they'll find out, trust me. I forget that people listen to this, and then everyone goes... Someone says mad at you, and I'm like, "What did I do?" No, you said this. Well, that's why I say in that's why I say in daily life. But yeah, the funny thing is, is that fell silent recorded with the old label dude, the the guy that yeah, yeah. What was the thing? He forced 
I think he he escaped to a different country. He, but he did Barbados and then yeah. got then got arrested for armed robbery. Okay, so I can talk about him. The yeah. the old label they he made a label and the, the stipulation was that you had to record with in him his studio. in his studio. Yep. So he got the lion's share of all the money, kept all the money, and then the the contracts were pretty fucking bad. Yep. And bands got stuck on it and couldn't get off. It was and they had to pay to get off. I remember Trigger the Bloodshed had to pay to get off. It was fucking everyone back in the day. Um, what's your after party? Ideal. You're going to your fucking room. I know this already. No party. Well, you were in a bar with me. Yeah, no, he's he's in the hot tub. Yeah. I've seen it done. I, I know think, that you go out for I a drink. I, I think uh, just close friends. You know, not not a bunch of random people that I don't know. Yeah. Uh, my my loved ones and my cat. Um, What's your cat? Shout out the cat. Her name's Archer. I only recently found out. Oh, there we go. I only recently found out there's different types of cats. Yeah, she's a she's a Russian blue mixed with some other bullshit. Domestic. I just thought that was um, cat. And <laughs> know it's just like, well, that's a brown cat, and that's. Like, yeah. I thought it was different. Yeah, yeah, What's just just party? fun with friends, video yeah. games. Yeah, I'd probably say the same thing. Mar- I'd actually say Mario Kart because it causes arguments. Mm. I like, I like it. I get really fucking well, mad. Can I please add something that will make this more of a dream festival than because right now it's just a normal festival. There's nothing. Happening. Well, a barcade. Not like me sucking my own dick. In my barcade. dream the other day. Yeah, I should have said that. <laughs> barcade. I I'll love, take it. I fucking love barcades. Well, yeah. in Japan, you can dress up like Mario Kart characters and drive around in carts <laughs> in, in Tokyo. Let's go. That's what I mean. Yeah, let's do it. a legitimate thing. So maybe yeah. that's the other party. I would yeah. love that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would be fucking sick. And then everyone's drunk at it. There we go. So, so drunk yeah. Mario Kart, actual kart. Real yeah. kart. Racing with No friends. one dies. Everything's yeah. good. Uh, thank you for being on the Downbeat Podcast. I'm incredibly sorry that we had to go over because of my fuck up. I'm thrilled to be here and, and to talk with you as long as I'm it, sorry it I takes. can't uh, come to your show, but I'll tell you all about that in a minute. It's all right. Um, everyone is annoyed that they missed out on the beginning bit of the podcast. If you went to the patreon.com forward slash the downbeat and then gave me a pound, then I could pay for a fucking producer. So that wouldn't happen. Someone else would press this red button because apparently I'm fucking incapable. <laughs> uh, nice one, guys. Love it, Craig. Enjoy your show. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Bye.